is up gen x welcome back to the water cooler it's good to see you if you're like me you are feeling pretty good you've just finished your final day of work for the calendar year and you're about ready to spend some well deserved time with the family now we are at the end i believe of of hanukkah we're in right on the doorstep of christmas and so it's a it's a fun time of year it's a, a good time to to unwind and and i we all could certainly use a little bit of that now i've promised myself i wouldn't have any political nonsense any presidential nonsense uh this week although there have been a couple of things that uh that have popped up that i want to touch on but not dwell on too much and i didn't want to uh, dwell on any COVID nonsense either, but again, there's a, a, a little bit that popped up that I want to touch on before I want to get to the main part of, of items to discuss for the week. Uh, first things first, you saw that that stimulus bill that bounced around that um, Congress approved. Now, on on one hand, uh, it was somewhat good to see the Democrats and Republicans finally come together and compromise on a bill that is and it's that in itself is refreshing. We don't see that much anymore. Uh, when I remember when I was a kid, that seemed to be the norm where you know, the party in power tended to dictate things and get more of what they wanted, but they knew they had to compromise with the minority party and, and that's how things got done. And it, it certainly hasn't been that way f- since the since the Clinton years, at least. But um, so it was, it, it was satisfying to see that happen. On the other hand, I am always a little bit unhappy when I see these huge spending bills. Uh, no matter who's in charge, I'm I'm not in favor of these huge spending bills because it it. Just to back up for for a second, they there is this. Um, I think it's a defense bill that went through that they tacked on this uh, COVID relief um, package to that would give six hundred dollars per. I'm not sure if it was per adult or per taxpayer or what 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 the criteria on that was, but regardless. Um, and that was, of course, immediately deadpanned that, you know, 600 bucks, what are you going to do with that? I mean, that's, that's not difference making money and, and they're right. And it's, it's, it's silly, although and nothing, uh, would, would hurt, but it's always weird when these types of things come on. And the same thing when this happened in, in the beginning of the year, when it was 1100 or 12, whatever it was that, that, uh, was given. And again, I even say given, and, but then that, that's the thing that I think really gets under my skin, because it's treated as though this is Daddy Warbucks or it's Tony Stark, who is giving from his tremendous wealth to all of us in need, and we can do what we need to get back on track, and there we go. And you know as well as I do, that's not the case. What they're doing is they're giving us of our own freaking money. That's what this is. Whether it's six hundred bucks or a thousand or whatever it is, it's our money. It and it's money that we haven't earned yet, haven't been taxed yet, and haven't paid in taxes to the government. And they are bickering over what they're going to give us, as though they're bequeathing us of some vast fortune. And it, that just always gets under my skin. And whether it's 
um, uh, Medicare Part D or uh, you know the stimulus package that that was earlier in the year that went mostly to I don't want to say wealthy but it, to um, those in power and those who had connections and this one was certainly no different. And a lot has been made of the fact that so much is going to foreign governments and government and foreign countries to do gender studies and a bunch of other nonsensical things. That in itself is not part the main part of the bill, and I, I think that gets a, gets obscured a little bit. I mean, this was a separate bill with all of these ridiculous items, and they simply tacked on this COVID relief uh, to it. Now, that doesn't mean that those things that they're pointing out as being ridiculous are not, in fact, ridiculous, which they obviously are. Um, but uh, it's it's certainly not that they were tacking on these things to a to a, a COVID bill. No, anyway, regardless, I I thought it was silly. I I thought it was was uh, kind of a joke, and a lot of the. Uh, the commentary that went around, you know, social media I, was, was pretty spot on. I, 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 it was silly, but again, it's one of those things where politicians, towards the end of the year and and into the holidays, are feeling good about themselves and and want to at least act or make themselves feel like they're doing something and making a difference. And it's a joke. And I first thing I thought was you held out for this. <laughs> this is what all this bickering was throughout the summer and fall. Uh, this is what you came up with dropping 600 bucks to to folks and thinking that that's gonna gonna make a difference um you know and what one of my favorite things that i saw coming out of this was was good old tulsi gabbard and the more time goes by and the more i hear her speak i really like her and it feels weird because she's a democrat and and normally that D behind your name completely takes you out of all credibility in my mind. But she hit this thing spot on. If you haven't seen it, go to Twitter, look her up and, and see her just eviscerating this thing because she's spot on. It was great. I, I loved hearing what she had to say. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, there, there, we'll hear more of her going forward but you know she was certainly cut down at the knees you know early on in this presidential campaign because she's not part of the inner sanctum of the democrat party although i i I loved her takedown of kamala harris that was just brilliant but uh if they ever gave her a chance to be in a more prominent role within her party i think she would be a star um but we'll we'll see where where she goes but being a fellow gen xer i it, that makes me a little bit uh, a little partial to her, even though she has that dirty D behind her name. Now, Trump has threatened to veto this bill. Uh, he wants to um, increase that amount to 2000 and remove all of the foreign aid nonsense. Uh, it's a very well-positioned stance for him to take. Um, who knows what will happen coming in response to that, but thus far I believe the Republicans have said no. And it's just really odd to see what they are doing. Because I, you know, I, so as, as awful as the Democrats are, and as as much as I'm bracing myself for uh, the weekend at Bernie's presidency and heels up as a vice president, you know, Democrats or Republicans, by comparison, are not exactly better. I mean, Trump has been a breath of fresh air, but that's because he hasn't been a politician. But Republicans themselves, I wish I could say that they are a 
good alternative, but they're not. They're they're just a, a slightly less radical version of of Democrat politicians. They are just in it for themselves and their power and. But they're kind of our last hope for, for the oppression that is the the left wing of, of uh, the political spectrum. But we'll see where this one goes. But at least wanted to touch on that. That that bill made me laugh, uh, and then I'm curious to see where it'll go. As far as the COVID nonsense, you know, they're rolling out the vaccines. You know, there's more you know, people tripping over themselves to get the vaccine live and on camera and then there's people criticizing him for doing it what i i i don't care i i'm skeptical on on all of this i'm skeptical of the efficacy of this vaccine you know there's there's all this talk and fear of the mutations of the virus in the uk again i'm i, I don't know if this is more just you know press trying to scare because that's what brings clicks and gives them money I don't know what to think of it, um, but we'll, we'll see what happens as that rolls out. But the the one notable thing as far as in the COVID world goes, not this nonsensical stuff of trying to, the, the mayor of D.C., I believe it was, declaring Christmas Eve to be Dr. Anthony Fauci Day. Ugh, oh, make me gag. I mean, that's the last thing you need on a holiday is to, to have that fool's face shoved at you. But um, Dr. Burks has resigned. And to that, I say good riddance. And between her and Fauci, in my mind, they prove themselves to be completely uh, inept. And as much of an expert as they are in infectious diseases, they have been way, way, way more wrong throughout this process than right. And uh, she was caught in over the Thanksgiving holiday uh, I believe it was where she was ad- admonishing people to stay home and not travel and not get together with family who are not part of your immediate home. Lo and behold, she goes to her estate and and gathers with members of her family who are not in her immediate household. Now, first things first, I gotta say I don't care if she if that's what she did. Good on her. Good on her for getting together with her family. I hope they had a great time. I hope they enjoyed their holiday and it was meaningful and special to them. Totally fine. Even in the face of this pandemic, totally fine. I don't care. However, if you are going to shake your finger at the American people and tell them to do one thing and you do the other, then I say go pound sand and good riddance to you as she steps out to whatever it is she's going to do. She can take her scars with her. And I, if I don't ever hear from her again, that's fine with me. I mean, she was predicting 2 million dead by the end of this year from the virus. She was saying if all things went perfectly, there'd be 200,000 dead. And and even though there were 200,000 dead around election time, that was used as a weapon. And I, I just good get good riddance get get her out the door and take Fauci with you I, I, I don't give a crap about her so that's the presidential nonsense that's COVID nonsense for that's all I want to touch on today but today I want to talk about about the Christmas holiday because uh, I want to feel good about things I, I want to I want us to take some time to feel happy about things and and uh, you know taking this time to pause on on the holidays and, and focus on things that are good, I think it is something that we all need. And and uh, I was leading up to this, I was I've been thinking about you know just kind of the culture of Christmas, which I find very interesting. And oftentimes you see whether it's at church or in pop culture and movies and TVs or whatever, they seem to have like this 
this sense that uh, cult, pop culture and, and secular culture, as far as Christmas is concerned, and the religious celebration of Christmas are at odds with each other. And I find that kind of strange. Um, but you see it, you see it all over. And, and so I was, was kind of taking a step back and thinking, you know, where, where did, you know, how we celebrate Christmas, where did all this come from? Um, and I, I, cause you see what you know, traditional, as far as you know, people singing carols and dressing up, they always seem to be dressed up like the late 1800s UK industrial revolution and, and that kind of thing. Now, if you've seen, the Man Who Invented Christmas, which is about Charles Dickens and how he came up with writing the Christmas Carol, it seems to uh, connotate that that's where this came from, and it may, may very well be. But um, I, I find it very interesting um, that that's kind of the callback as far as you know, this traditional feel of Christmas, and and that, I, I think that's very true and very valid. I think there's also a, a very you know, strong influence of the post-World War II era in the Northeast in states in, in Europe. I think that's where a lot of this romantic notion of white Christmas, I mean, that's that's the movie, right? Where, where these World War II vets go to their, to their fighting buddies' uh, resort in Vermont or wherever it was, and they need to save it, and so they put on this show and talk, talk singing about you know, wanting a white Christmas. But I think a lot of what we are familiar with as far as celebrating Christmas kind of comes from those things, right? This, you know, Charles Dickens, Christmas Carol, late 1800s UK and, and this post-World War II Northeast States, white Christmas. Um, That's kind of where that came from. And I think a lot of that kind of harkens to a lot of baby boomer white Christmas nostalgia, right? That's kind of where a lot of that, that comes, that comes from. But again, there's kind of this, this tug of war, it seems, sometimes between the the secular and the commu- consumerism part of Christmas, right? Like Charlie Brown, right? The Charlie Brown Christmas uh, Christmas uh, episode, which is just you know tremendous. My kids love it. I love it. I remember watching it as a kid, and just think it was the greatest thing ever. And th- you see a lot in this notion in movies and in TV shows. Uh, you know, um, Christmas Vacation, right? And one of my, if not my most favorite Christmas movie, and it kind of harkens to that same thing, right? That he wants this, this traditional family Christmas where you, know, where Christmas is all about gathering with family and friends and and all those things, and all those things are good, but it's almost like it's Thanksgiving 2.0. <laughs> you just got together with your family and, and Thanksgiving, you know, like Doctor Burks, and and now you're going to do it again, except around a Christmas tree and wearing sweaters. Um, but that's not a bad thing, and I I, I think that's okay. I don't, I don't I don't know why those who have faith and those who are Christian would be necessarily put off by that. I mean, if that's what somebody does around the holidays and that's what is special to them, that's what is meaningful to them. I think that's a good thing. That's a constructive thing. That's a good thing, and and I don't think that needs to be viewed as taking away from Christmas and devaluing the holiday. Uh, whatsoever. But all that being said, and know, knowing that 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 is a good thing and those things are fine, um, Christmas is about celebrating and acknowledging the birth of Jesus Christ. And if you're a Christian like me, and if that's something that means something to you like it does for me, that's where the focus really should be. 
you can do all those other things and those are good but uh, th that is where the the focus should be and as I think of those things one of the things that I always remind myself and it's not that big of a deal but uh, even though we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ on December 25th that's not actually when he was born he wasn't born in December more likely it was in the springtime probably around uh, April or so um, that, and because that's when uh, the in in the Middle East that's when the shepherds would have been in their flocks that's when people would have been going back to their their uh, place of their birth to pay their taxes and, and you know to the Romans and that type of thing all of that would have been around the time of the Passover and when you know the the Jews were were you know told to let someone you know, give mercy and to have someone go free and then while someone else would have been crucified um, that all those things happened around the springtime around you know, you know the feast of the Passover and that's when you know Christ was born but there's kind of this you know tie in with the holiday and the winter solstice you know the, the pagan celebration of the winter solstice uh, as as christianity was was spreading throughout europe those things kind of became commingled together and um that's where you know kind of this modern holiday uh came to light and again it's totally fine and and but it's something that i always ponder as a as a christian and someone who does believe in the divinity of jesus christ but that doesn't take away the the sanctity of it for me it, it's something that you know th there's a lot of you know romance and 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 you know sense of nostalgia from you know the the, the winter christmas uh, celebrations and you certainly do not need to let that detract from from acknowledging the birth of of this of the savior at all um but it was interesting you know this past week if if you were able to see it that the quote unquote christmas star uh, on on monday was out it was the, the alignment of jupiter and saturn where they're in this perfect alignment like within you know whatever tenth of a degree or whatever that made made it shine really bright and there's something that's called the christmas star and it was the first time this phenomenon happened in like 800 years or thereabouts and the time before it would have around the time uh, that Christ was born and, and many speculate that that was the, the Christmas star that is talked about in the new Testament. And that's the sign of you know, the, the birth of Jesus Christ. If, if, if you are a Christian and, and believe and, and believe in that, which I thought was very interesting. Although if, if you're in Chicagoland, like I was, and you went out to check it out, you saw a bunch of clouds, which kind of sucked, but it was an interesting phenomenon. It's something that I thought was, was notable uh, this week and, and uh, being in, interested in you know, some of those nerdy uh, sciencey things like that. I thought that was interesting uh, th this past week. And, and, and for those of you who were able to see it, I, I, I hope that was something that was kind of in interesting and cool that, that you're able to see and, and uh and share with uh with your family and your kids but again all that notwithstanding i think all the secular aspects of christmas are totally fine um you know christians as we can remember the real purpose but we should be and we should be allowed to do so but allow others the latitude to you know for for the for how they celebrate with one exception and men i we need to bound together with this and we need to 
to start a movement somehow, but we need to make an end of these awful Christmas movies. And you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Lifetime. I'm talking about Hallmark and whatever other channels put air these things. Oh my goodness. As much as I enjoyed the same thing, Thanksgiving, the Christmas holiday, I relish when these things can be over. <laughs> if you're like me, you have had the better part of four to five weeks of these things being on in your house nonstop. And, uh, you know, and as much as I love my wife and I love that she loves these movies, uh, it's, it's hard not to have these things get under your skin just a little, little bit. But you we know, husbands, we need to take a stand. <laughs> we need to take a stand. You know, these things are trite. They're superficial. They are derivative. And we need to make it stop. <laughs> you know, I don't know why. How, how are there so many? When did this happen? Where was I when the meeting happened? Because I missed the meeting. But when it was determined that we need to have just copious amounts of the same movie with different people in them over and over and over again. I, I swear, every time I, I turn on the TV, there has to be at least nine of these suckers on on the DVR. And my wife, bless her heart, she she deletes them. She watches them and she deletes them. And there are perpetually nine that are on there. Now, I, I, I should clarify, too, that she, to her credit, will only tape and watch anything new. She only tapes and watches anything that is from 2020. And I swear to you, <laughs> there is always nine on our on our DVR. She watches them nonstop. And there are always nine from this year. How is this a thing? I don't get it. We need to make it stop, men. Let's bond together as men of Gen X and make it stop for the love of all that is holy. And this time of year, let's make it stop. <sighs> that felt good. Thank you for indulging me of that. But uh, I, I hope that you out there have a... Merry Christmas. I hope, and those of you who celebrated Hanukkah, I hope you had a, a meaningful and, and good Hanukkah and were able to spend time with your family. Focus on the good. There's so much nonsense out there that can, can really weigh on you. And you know, as, as, as scary as, as it can be for someone to catch a disease that you're not, you're not familiar with, you can think of all all the other things that have come from this thing, how much suicides are up and, and how much depression is up. And, and there's so much that's just bad in the world. Um, but think of things that are good. You know, take this time to focus on the good things, focus on your family, focus on your mental health. And if you're inclined to focus on the divinity of Jesus Christ and use those things to, as a strength. And hopefully that can, can, lift you up and and bring some light in into your life that that can help counter to all the negativity and all that's bad out there because i'm of the believer that light is stronger than darkness and if you do not let yourself succumb to all the nonsense around you that you will come out on top so with that, this one I'll cut this one a little bit short. I just want to tell you all, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, enjoy your holiday, enjoy all that you want to do. Don't let any detractors 
tear you down or pull you away from it. If you want to get with your family, get with your family. If, if, if you think it's more important to, to stay distant and, and, and you know, do that too. But find meaning in it, find joy in it, and I wish you all, all the best. And with that, I say Merry Christmas and stay cool, Gen X.